I don't like to be interrupted by bodily um, needs. We're back again. It's Preservation State with Philip and Christopher. This is episode number three, August 26th, 2013. Right on. Well, let's so, have a show. Yeah. Or you want you want to do a show now? I don't know. What, what, what would you like to do? Okay, let's do a show. I mean, might as well. I mean, again, we've hit, we've hit the red button, and so we're we're blazing to go. You've had a pretty big week. How how how's that? Well, I mean, I that, mean, yes, you're darn right. That <laughs> uh, you you finished up the third part in your uh, in your series. Is is two pounds enough for one man's dream? Yes, yes. Published uh, published uh, in in England. Well, published around the world, but on an English blog, uh, lightism.co.uk. I did a piece for Simon over there, uh, sort of about uh, what it was like to uh, create Hewless and some of the the, the uh, interesting parts of that. I guess it was uh, received fairly well. Well, you know? you, I, I, I got to be. <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest with you. Not that I'm never honest with you. Um, never. But, right. Um, I used a double negative. So does that mean that I am dishonest? Or it that? means you. It means you're a liar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <clears throat> some people have said that. Boom. There we go. Um, the uh, I, I missed part two. You, you didn't. I, I swear. But it's you, there. It's yeah, there. It is. It is. Yeah. It's all a one, two, and three are all there in it, the the site on the web is really slick looking. And mobile wise, it it doesn't give you a lot of latitude. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a little tough. But uh, so it's better. It, it's better. The pictures are nice in there as well. So it's better to see it on a big screen. Agreed. But uh, but everything's yeah. right there. One, two, and three. It, I, you know, and the thing was, I the um the the quote I had linked to. Um, from the start, it was clear that Hewless would find its place with photographers looking for the type of shooting experience they were that we were offering. You know, in that something that most photographers were already used to. You know, it was like shooting, you know, a normal, quote unquote, normal camera. Right. You know, it, it and so that's I, I, in, I, I in really some ways, like yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, I guess at this point, all cameras are kind of like, I mean, with the exception of film. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. But, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just that we don't have, but see, we do. We have all the buttons now on the cameras, even, you know, the big, big fat cannons and Nikons. I mean, they all have touch screens now. Right. Well, the advantage is, is you really can't, you know, quote unquote, um, hack your cannon. I mean, you can. There, there is, uh, there is uh, uh, projects out on out on the web where they have firmware that does interesting things to your cannon camera, for instance. The, the but m- magic lantern, right, right. Which but, by in, by by chance, <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and derail. Magic sure. lantern was the name of my film group in college. <laughs> we all had, you know, we all had groups that we would, you know, shoot. You know, we'd, we'd write a script and shoot it and edit it, and that. <laughs> That that was my group, Magic Lantern. Magic Lantern. I gotcha. Okay. There's there's probably a thousand of of those groups, but <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I like it. 
Sorry, uh, where were we? I, I, I'm, I'm not we're, sure. We're, we're, we're moving we're through the, uh, the Hula stuff. And, um, but, you know, what's, that, what's the site kind of all about? Because I, I didn't get a really good chance to scrub through it. But is it all about just photo- like digital photography and iOS? It's largely about um, uh, photography tutorials, how-to kind of stuff. Oh. And it's, it's pretty good. Getting people to shoot a little bit better. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, you know, the, the uh, piece that I wrote was not his usual type of content. You know, it was something a little bit new for him and new for me as well. You know, but I think it was a, it's a successful experiment. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, and it kind of coincided um, serendipitously. That's the first time I've really used that like that um, with the release of Hugh Moore and Hugh Liss. Yeah, yeah, 1.6 Hue more and uh, 2.6 Hue less. Yeah, uh, the focus, uh, the new focus and exposure uh, controls have been really uh, well received. I've been getting a lot of nice uh, comments on Twitter and and uh, app.net and in email. It's uh, it's very good. Why, as you should. Yeah, I mean, it was you know only the 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 beta the beta boys and girls obviously had it for some time and you knew that we loved it, right. <clears throat> um, a little uh, John Syracuse, fuck you, F U Cusa, F U man. All right, yeah, later right. on me. What do you got? Um, by the way, uh, I'm I'm just gonna I I'm I'm pretty sure. By the by, yeah, you laid it out with the whole Chinese gold thing. You hit that before. Anybody did. You nailed it, buddy. You nailed it. Thank you, sir. Thank all you. Of a, all of a sudden, <laughs> a few other podcasts and a few other things along the internets uh, started catching on to that. So I'm going to go ahead and say that you started that fire. I appreciate that, Philip. It's yeah. just, you know, I, I'm full of uh, useless knowledge, you know? But, and it seems, and I guess, you know... I guess we're not allowed to be surprised anymore because everybody's going to leak everything. So, I, pretty I, much. I mean, I, I almost didn't believe the iPhone five when I when it leaked out, and there's became, just uh, there's just too many fingers in the pie of creating an eye device at this point to keep it all secret. You just can't. Yep. So there it is, and it's got some sort of carbon fiber um, polymer to. Reduce the price tag, I guess, and to make the the cheaper iPhone. Yeah, I you know, I, my guess is is that even though it's the cheaper iPhone, and uh, is going to be going to be probably targeted at the uh, the lower end market on uh, in some way, I bet you that the build quality in hand is going to feel superior to say the iPhone three GS. You know, I, I think so too. You know, and I think for some reason, we're, I think everybody's kind of looking and, and the words that are coming out of everybody's mouth right now because, well, because everybody's saying 5C. And so and originally, I would say five color. You know, C would stand for color. Right. But now, I, and, and you, know, I'm, you know, I just said it in happenstance. I said the cheaper iPhone. You know, so 
is the C st- is it going to end up standing for cheap? And I don't. I know that everybody's going to be shocked, <laughs> you know, in some way that it's. I hope it's not called that, but I think, you know, eventually I, that us saying, "Oh, the cheaper iPhone is going to go away," because we're going to say, "Ooh, actually, I kind of think that's kind of a slick phone." I, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see when the rubber meets road. It wasn't this inevitable, though. Um, since the beginning, uh, pretty much. I actually probably not. I don't think the, the original iPhone was uh, was kept on. I, I can't remember for sure, so don't quote me on on that specific. But you know, since basically the beginning, every time a new iPhone has been released, the last generation iPhone has gone down in price and stuck around for at least another year. Yeah, true. You know, so. I don't know. To me, this having more than one iPhone, more more than one current design iPhone available at a time to me is is inevitable. Well, and and think about like this, and, and you know, families would like to stay connected in a way that they're used to. Okay, right. so let's say Dad, I'll say me uses an iPhone. Well, my wife does, so does my son. Obviously, my girls who are starting school tomorrow uh, in second grade do not carry something now. Right. Because you, now you're looking at, that's a pretty big price tag all the way down the line. Yep. So hopefully, <laughs> dad can have you know that flagship model and everyone else can have the more the the economical version let's say that and sure. so it's not such a gut shot um with you know with that kind of price tag so now it makes it actually is it could be an even smarter move than anybody's predicting because now you can say oh well now i can do um you know for christmas or for birthdays okay i can have the whole family you know using iMessage and and there we are right well, let me let me ask you this. Let me let me tell you a question. Let's say for Tell instance, me that question. <laughs> let's say the iPhone five C that we'll call it. And I actually okay. don't mind five C. I think it's fine. I think it means color. Uh I think we'll I think it'll become evident. I think when the event happens we'll go, Yep, makes sense. Yep. But anyway, um even let's just say that the iPhone five C is a hundred dollars, maybe. Why? I mean, the the four is a hundred dollars right now. Right. Okay. So, well, you know, I guess the big question is, do you buy it subsidized or is it just a straight up purchase? And if it's just a, if it's a straight up purchase and there's no subsidizing going on here in the U.S. anyway, um, then there's no way it's going to be a hundred dollars. Because, you know, how could it possibly be cheaper than an iPod Touch, you know, for instance? Uh, right. So, okay. <clears throat> so, based on there's, that. There's still, here in the U.S. anyway, there's still going to have to be a subsidizing system going on. So, yeah. let, let's say that the phone is subsidized down to $99 or, for the sake of argument, even free. Okay. The real bite in the butt, as we all know, is not the cost of the phone. The reason they give us the subsidy in the first place is because where the money for them is is in the service. And if the cost of the service remains the same, regardless of the model of iPhone, you know, 
it's hard to uh, it's hard to see it increasing sales that much. Maybe. You know, again, it, uh, if they do it for free, I could see that being a very enticing. Um, you know, hook. You know, you. But uh, that Cur- currently, you can get the four for free, the four oh. S, the four S for a hundred bucks, and the five for two hundred. Is is that correct? Am I right in that? That that it sounds right on the money. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, I'm not sure how it fit it fits in. You know, maybe it's a product targeted mainly overseas. That would be sort of unlike Apple, but you know, I don't know. There's got to be, and maybe there's something in the works that we're not privy to. And, you know, this is, might be, you know, they can keep state secrets secrets. You know, it's products and tangible things that they have a hard time keeping secrets now. So maybe we might be looking at, like, if you, you know, Virgin now has it. Um. So let's just say you could buy the phone for what's the iPod Touch two fifty. I believe like two forty is like the entry level, something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So could we be looking at something that would be replacing the iPod? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that if that's a if that's a lock necessarily, but if you could get that price closer. Right. Then it would be like, well, I'm get, I'm basically paying the same amount I would pay for, you know, an iPod Touch. But now I can get service if I want to, and since I own it, I can take it to any carrier I want. Right. Well, from Apple's perspective, I don't see that happening because the iPod Touch, as it is, has a certain profit margin. You know. And if you get rid of the iPod Touch and replace it with something with a with a lower profit margin, um, i.e. the the uh, the uh, cell modem and and all that inside the uh, the phone cost you know are are expensive in relative terms. Um, that really eats your profit. You know, I, I really think you want that high profit iPod Touch market. You know, well, so are they going to take a a cue from Amazon and maybe say? Well, we're not going to take as much of a profit margin. I, I mean, I, I don't see them taking a loss or break even, but right. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, I it would go against a lot of their their core values. I think. Well, I, I you know, it's it's a guaranteed that that the uh, intention with the product, whatever it is, is to make money. They're not going to, they don't do the Amazon thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, that's, uh, you know, and again, Amazon's got some sort of, I mean, it's, it, that's, that's just a whole nother craziness of, of being able to do something like that. But, you know, you know, you can can do a lot when you don't care about profits, right? You know, when, when that's not your, your, your goal. So I you well maybe maybe that's that's the good surprise whatever that might be that's coming down the pipeline. You know those are the kind of secrets that they can keep really really well. In fact, they I, what would 
Apple had just bought, and I forgot to link to it, but they just bought another company. Um, it was the... Um, another mapping company, wasn't it? I believe it was. And then they also did something to help... Um, it, it was a lot like that chomp for the App Store, but this was for video. So, you know, if you like this video, you may like this one, you know, right. in, in the rental market. Huh. <clears throat> so and, possibly possibly working on improving the uh, App Store algorithms and such. And I think Apple TV as well. I mean, I think that's where it's really going to be coming um, I gotcha. mm-hmm. in- more interesting. And I wouldn't be necessarily surprised... If potentially we see some sort of Apple TV um, update, a refresh at least something something seems like that. It's in the wind. We have you know it just it's got that it's got that feel to me that we might be on a next a next stage. Maybe uh, the five C is for uh, iPhone five C stands for communicator, and that's the uh, the code name code word for the watch. Could I'm, so, be. I'm, I'm sorry, the wrist device. That's right. Could be. <laughs> okay, probably not. Well, I, here's the thing. You know, now that Steve Ballmer's out, you know, maybe Apple picks him up and starts putting him um, <laughs> into, some, uh, in, into some action. Yeah, yeah, I think they should have him uh, do all the keynotes because he's uh, so good at that. Man, that 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 link with all those videos, I, I still get a kick out of the one where he's like, a $500 phone? Who's going to buy that? Good luck. Well, we sell, I, you know, we yeah. sell millions of phones, and they've sold none. <laughs> and, and, and over a year, so, so much changed. Well, boy. It, it's it's uh, the Balmer um, being uh, retired. Is what I, what I guess we'll call it. Yeah, well, he's pasteurized, <laughs> homogenized as well. Um, I think it's a really good thing for Microsoft. I don't know if it happens soon enough. Well, I know it didn't happen soon enough. Um, I'm not sure if it didn't happen too late, but we'll see. I, you know, they really need to uh, find some vision. See, I I always got this impression from him that he really wasn't in charge. Like, you know, once Gates had left, it, it never seemed like, in my mind, and now I'm no, you know, I'm not in that world. So it, it's hard for me to, to, you know, it just always seemed like, you know, Gates just stepped away from it. And then it seemed like, okay, well, he's doing off doing his other thing. And I guess Balmer's in charge, or at least, like, that's the way it appears. Sure. I just can't see, he doesn't seem like a very intelligent guy. Well, now, is uh, Steve Ballmer uh, originally a programmer? Is that true? An engineer of some sort? Or where did he... He, was he must be. I mean, I, you know, the worst part about it is all I think about when I think of Ballmer is I think of John DiMaggio playing him in Pirates of Silicon Valley. <laughs> and so I don't get... A, I, I can't get a good read on what his involvement <laughs> level was. Like, he well, just seemed to be this, like, lackey kind of stooge. Right, right. He well, he always gave me the feeling that uh, in watching him and how he interacts and and presents himself, it felt like I was back in high school in Texas, where my uh, world history teacher 
was a football coach. And the only reason... I think I know where you're going. Right. The, the only reason he was teaching world history is because coaches had to teach something in addition to being a coach. It was a rule for some reason. Yes. He had, you know, no ability to teach. He had very little knowledge of the world. And, uh, you know, that's sort of what I get from, from uh, Steve Ballmer. He's this guy who was in, I think, I don't, I don't know, but I get the impression that he was like an engineer, you know, and in early on, obviously, with, uh, with Microsoft, you know, and just sort of got, had to do this thing, got, got promoted to this level where he doesn't really know what he's doing, but there he is, you know. And he's got to get the job done. It's almost like everybody kind of – like here's how I – like if I was in, let's say, early stages of Microsoft, he's he's Bill's really good friend that no one really likes, but Bill <laughs> likes him. And Bill's in charge, so we put up with him. Right. And it just kept perpetuating. And, and it was kind of like – you know what what do we do with this guy you know i now he's right. and now he's in charge and all of a sudden it was like good night had it you know it's like you know you wake up you know 20 years later and he, the guy's in charge and and no one like questioned it right well you know you have to remember too that it was really never much better than that you know bill gates has his strengths and is an extremely intelligent man who, who, let me just say, has done wonderful things for the planet, et cetera, et cetera. You know, send, sure. hate, ma- send hate mail to Philip. That's right. Um, but, you know, really what he did with Microsoft was not create amazing software or um, have a vision for how the world could, you know, do things better or something. He had a, a concept, a base concept, and his expertise was in the marketing and 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 thus market domination by his products. That was really his expertise. It really wasn't in, to me, you know, some great vision of you know how computers are going to work. You know, yeah. It, and it was it was like he happened to be able to ride that tide that was already coming down the line. He right. just was able to capitalize on it. Right. You know, your your Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer could not be shut away in a room and come up with iOS and the concept behind iOS. But Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive, they can do that. You know, it's it's a different they're both very, you know, it's they're both very talented, you know, but it's a different kind of talent. Well, and and and. I had read this somewhere, and then I, but then, you know, I, I read this forum from the North Carolina, like IT governance. Um, it's it's just basically a listserv. But it seems to me that what happened was they got so in bed with, and that's who they wanted to get in bed with, which was enterprise, and enterprise right. is a very very change averse culture exactly and so they actually by catching that wave they actually stagnated themselves because those that that were using their their 
their products didn't want them to progress. I mean, look at XP. I mean, right. and then then Vista, which what you know was kind of you know a fresh new look, and it completely got um you know I, without all the, the the bugs and trickery or whatnot. But like you give them something new, and they immediately resisted. And their resistance was so strong that they actually, you know, backed away. And it's like right. – and that's one thing that Apple has always done and done remarkably well is they say, look, we're going to change. You can either accept it You can, and at the same time, we're sorry that you're upset and we're sorry that you're, that, that you're, that you're sorry. But – that's just the way it's going to go. You know, it was like the ADC adapters. I mean, you know, Apple is, is – is, and I try to explain this to people and they don't get it. It's like, look, uh, FireWire was great and I had it way early on the iMac DV. But guess what? Yeah, you don't have FireWire 400 on, on the back of your iMac. It, it's not there anymore. You have 800 and that's going to go the way of the Dodo. Um, with Thunderbolt, and I said, you know, you've either got, you're gonna, you have to, you can't just say, oh, I, this is the way it's always going to be because that's just not the way they roll. And and you, again, you get upset by it, but you you move on. That was one good thing, or, or one interesting thing, I should say about about Steve. He was able to, like, almost make you believe, um, that, you know what, I don't need that, and it, it is a pain, but. It, it, this is all for the better um, and to move forward. And for the most part, he was right half the time or maybe 90% of the time. <laughs> Somewhere probably in between those two, but way more than half. I'm in, I'm in a distortion field right now. So, and, and plus he's, <laughs> he, he's looking at me from, from below my microphone. So I, I can't say too much. <laughs> Steve sees everything you do. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, but and that's why I tried to always explain explain to people. I was like, you know, look, yeah. Well, in fact, I just had recently a guy came up to me um, and said, you know, I'm I'm thinking I'd, I'd like to get um, a Mac Pro. <clears throat> and I said, oh, really? I said, what do you mean, like this fall? He said, no, no, no. I'm, I I was looking at the Apple website. I can still I can get them. I said. Are are you sure you want to do that? I said, because you know, like you know that that that's at the end of life cycle. Come the fall, it's done, it's over. I said, well, he said, well, but you can do this. And I was like, if you want to get it, get it. But you're really, I, I, you're really hurting yourself by buying something that that's at the end of life, and everybody knows it. It's not like a big secret. Right. Right. People have been begging for a new Mac Pro for years now. It's it's been, you know, stagnant basically, and now there's you know the futuristic turbo fan thing is coming out, and that's going to be hot. You know, I just I really I wish I could get a grasp on how much that's going to cost. <laughs> it ain't going to be cheap. It can't be. I mean, I remember when I bought my Quicksilver G4. And I had, I mean, I didn't even trick it out a lot, and it was almost five grand. Now we're talking that was nine. That was 
$2,002. Right. Which is still, five grand is still expensive for anything. But. Oh, yeah. I, I Same thing. I, I had a, uh, back in the day, I had a Mac 2 FX. And that that was an old school machine, and it was totally decked out and everything. And that that was uh, that was about six, six six grand for that thing. Yeah, I think my because my parents had gotten me my first Mac was a Mac LC, and it was it was kind of like a long, um, almost look. You you put the monitor monitor right on top of it, but it was like almost like a like a plate. Um, it was just a rectangle, but it was it was a lot thinner. The pizza box. Um, Exactly. The uh, LC was that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that served me really well. But I remember, I think that I think that was at least, at least three, probably closer to four. I mean, it had like I think one twenty eight k on it. I mean, it was you know, <laughs> it was. We've but, come a long way, baby. Oof. I mean, then I moved up to a Performa. Ah, Performa. The Performa 550. We got it at Sears. <laughs> nice. Yes. Like it. Yes. <clears throat> get get your get your computer at Sears. Uh, you know, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Good times. So, hey, you know, Philip, I talk to can- me. I, I'd really kind of like to hear about something here real quick and, well, uh, you know, something that you alluded to that I really, I know nothing about. Right, right, so right. Th- so this is all new for me, but, you know, I'd really like to kind of hear how uh, you got yourself uh, banned for, from uh, Google for 10 years and uh, how that turned out. <clears throat> okay, uh, uh, let's go back in time. We're going to go back to... Oh, sorry. Back in time. Let's see. We are at 2000 and I think we're back in 2002. Wow. Um, 11 years ago, basically. That's right. That's right. Um, we had, I had just gotten the Quicksilver. Boom. Interestingly enough that you, that you brought that up. And then I had begun kind of doing some stuff online. I had... <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, getting I'm sorry you 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 better clarify sorry well i i, I was I, I i was just kind of getting into the world of um i don't think i was i wasn't underground in the latex wo- fetish i that's right i wasn't in okay. the world of of i was more in the world of editing but the you know the the idea of being able to load video and to blog Right. Became kind of a thing, and I guess right. it's still a thing. And but we're still pre we're still pre podcast, so um, sure we're, we're not quite there yet. So the video um, was really more of a really horrendous, you know, animated GIF in quality, et cetera, et oh, cetera. I mean, I remember I remember looking at YouTube when it was like before Google had even purchased it. And it used to be like what you look at now. I, I wish that I, there's got to be some way of looking at like like the first few like YouTube videos <laughs> because they were like postage stamps. They oh, were, yeah. they, I mean, they were horrid. Yeah. Um, horrible. I used to um, work with, uh, with what was called Warhol, which was QuickTime when it was in beta. I was uh, working at the Harvard business school 
doing stuff for them, and we were doing video with with the beta QuickTime software. Oh, it was a nightmare. But anyway, uh, go on. Yes, you were doing yeah. stuff online. Okay, and so video. I, I had started. I I started MoStudios.com. Okay, I had purchased the domain, did the whole nine yards, and then there was this whole thing you could get into Google AdSense. Oh yeah. Well, make a quick so, book. Sure. That I mean, at that time, you could put like a link to Firefox and get two dollars for every off click. E- for every click. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, at that time, I really didn't understand what necessarily an IP address might have been. I, I kind of got it, but I, most of the time I really didn't get it. You know, I, it was just like there was a lot of mystery still. Sure. Not everything was revealed. So I had gotten into AdSense, and then the twins were born. <laughs> Donna. Um, so so I'm, I'm fast-forwarding up to 2005, okay? So because the girls were born in 2005. Okay, three years have passed. Gotcha. Right. And, you know... I, I, I've never gotten, even at that point, I still hadn't really, I didn't gain traffic or anything. I think I had $13 in my account. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say. Uh, where were all those Firefox clicks? Damn. I, that, that, well, that's where they, that's where I'm heading now. Okay. All right. So I had $13 in my, you know, AdSense account. I hadn't re- <laughs> yet reached 25 where I could cash it out. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Oh, yeah. You know, I would just sit on, sit and look at that. Well, the girls were born, and so I found it to be a, a great way to I could you know post up pictures and you know just kind of keep in touch with everybody when the girls were born. So uh, people, oh, I, I I think I might see where this is going. Please continue. Okay, so <laughs> I might have maybe. I, I, all right, I did it. I had done. I had. I had maybe written a post or two that said, "You know, help, help with the girls' college fund. Click ads." <laughs> so, the the problem is, it's not necessarily with that statement alone, because, like now through the through the terms and services, which might be actually be subclause the Moselak law. Which is you can't post things to to to, to tell people to click. The pro the problem is, I was a teacher at the time, and people weren't people still weren't real savvy, and so they took my you know my my word as to do, and so anybody who was visiting the site was clicking ads. So I mean I was my my CPM was just, you know, well like whatever that ratio is was all of a sudden through the roof, yeah. Right. So like like unbeknownst to me, the red flag is going up. It, you know, it's slowly it's slowly being raised and I, I don't know anything about it. Now here's where it gets a little dicey. Well I thought I would be cute and so while I was at school, I would look at my site and <laughs> I would hold down <laughs> I would hold down the command button and just click away. 
<laughs> just open up every ad. <sighs> Thinking that, oh, well, I'm away from like where I, you know, you know, where, where my, my home base is. So there, no harm, no foul. Here's the problem. Then what would happen is I would be, I thought I was smart and I didn't understand. Well, I wasn't even thinking I was being smart. I just didn't know. So I logged into AdSense from the same computer at school. Now, here's the problem. So other teachers were also clicking and it was all generating from the same IP address because it was just, you know, a school and it's just going outbound into one you know, sure. outbound number. Yeah. So that that flag got raised a, a little bit higher and then started to catch on fire. And all of a sudden I get this, this you know, letter from AdSense saying, um, you're done. And I probably still have the letter somewhere. But it basically spelled out, you've broken the terms of service. Any re- Any revenue that has been generated is consequently now even though it was legit some of them you know were legit it google said we're going to say none of this is legit and you're out you can you can apply for you can you know ap- appeal your case okay so basically i was in prison blacklisted from google period now I could obviously have Gmail. They could sponge my information all they wanted to, but sure. th- I, I was I was not allowed. So I filed an appeal, denied. I felt like seriously what you know in in a, in a, the loosest loosest way what prisoners must feel like when they are trying to appeal a case. <laughs> For well, the problem what, is is that you were guilty. That's true. But I tried to explain my case. <laughs> well, except, I mean, I did do wrong. I mean, I, I did. Yeah. You, you knew that you were gaming the system. Yeah. And you, uh, yeah. you must have known that in, in, the, in insofar as you were dealing with real dollars, that they were going to have systems in place to prevent people from gaming the system. No. No. At that point, you didn't. Right. Yeah, sure. At that point, I, I, had, I, I didn't really see it as I thought – Look, what what harm can I really be doing? Is 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 twenty five bucks really going to matter? Well, yes. Well, and, you know, it it doesn't in and of itself, but you know, system wide, you know, right, right. And go. of course, this was all in the. You know, we're talking about there. There was a lot of gaming going on. You know, there was a lot of weird stuff and voodoo going on with people that had bots that would go and you know. Oh sure, be, be pinging their own sites, but if, indirectly. So there was a lot of. I, I got caught in. I, I was a victim of circumstance. I, a victim again, loosely victim. Lo- <laughs> I wasn't really a victim. I, I was. I was encompassed. All right. I, I was. I, I, we've gone from victim to encompassed. Okay. Well, Go but ahead. see, this is the. But see, this is the prisoner mentality. Sure. When you're locked out of something, you, you feel bad. There's sure. consequences, and and you know that there are going to be consequences, but you're you're bulletproof at the time, and you don't think the consequences through, and that's why you get busted, 
and and it's like oh come on well so, yeah yeah okay go ahead you know i mean it's just the way the way the world operates if you don't see the consequence you will continue to do that action <laughs> it, we we had we had a we had a, a, a catchphrase when i taught middle school they will not learn until you show them the consequence it's it's only then that true true learning occurs when hmm. when there's when the stakes are 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 set in place that's the only time you can really you, because especially middle schoolers will act crazy and i yeah i mean i really liked teaching middle school don't get me wrong i really did sure and if it if it paid better i'd st- probably still be doing it but at the end of the day that's the only way you can really get anything and it really it starts to go expound anybody to really get it is like okay if i don't do this or if i do this so, there's going to be a cause and effect if if once you see it it becomes crystal and clear so Every year for, I think I only, I only ended up doing it like for eight years, but once a year I would write a letter to Google and I would, and I, I would, cause I would log into AdSense, you know, it took, took my credentials, but it would say, you know, this, this, yeah, it said this account has been suspended and like it, somehow there was a link somewhere in there. And I, I, I basically, I think I probably kept the. In fact, that's what I did. I, I just kept the appeal address in my sure. contacts, and I, I would just, you know, once a year, I would write an appeal letter, and sometimes I would hear something. Most of the time, I think there were a few years in there that I didn't even get a letter back. I mean, it was just like it's been processed, but there was no action taken. It was just kind of like, yeah, right. I mean, you're right. burned, mm-hmm. done. Let our so, silence be your answer. Yes. So and and in I did Google searching on like how to get you know get back in. I mean it was just to no avail. I mean they it, some people would say, yeah you can, but you know you gotta be persistent. So I mean I was persistent once a year. I figure I was not not I wasn't gonna beat him over the head, you know because that what's that gonna do? Right. And um so after the eleventh year, they let me back in. Did they did they do any say anything besides well, uh, let just me, letting let, you back I'll in? I'll go. I'll go. Let me even go. Um, yeah, I'm probably getting ahead of myself. I gave you the end game because I'm I'm no longer blacklisted. Okay. However, however, sometimes even when you get consequenced, sometimes you still try. You might try to find a way to get out of it, and you might make a new email and you might then try to use your wife's email or your son's email right to create a another account yep no they are they were wicked smart they had figured out that <laughs> those email accounts were somehow connected to me. <laughs> you, you you don't think Google knows? Google knows where you work. Google kn- probably knows what kind of car you drive. They definitely know who you're married to and who your children are. 
Well, I was just, I mean, I really, I was, I was, I was, sh- I, was I was shocked because it was, it was like the, the, it was not, well, and see, it was crazy because I didn't even, the way in which I applied with those accounts wouldn't even, like, I, I mean, I was trying to be smart about it. Like, and like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, reapply with, you know, to the same website. You know, I, I, I was trying to be smart about it, but they, they, they were, um, they were ahead of me. They've so, read your, they've read your email. They, you know, they, they know, uh, they know who you've exchanged the email with and they know what you've said to that person. You know, yep. those connections, they, they make them all the time. They make them for advertising and they, they make them socially for themselves, you know, for their big database. So, you know, big yeah. table, um, laid me out and, um, filleted me, <laughs> yeah. but I, I did my time apparently. And after the 10 years, they allowed me back in on the 11th. So uh-huh. I, I have made a, made a conscious effort. I use, <clears throat> actually I use a little, um, plug-in on Safari called Disconnect, who the the maker of that actually worked for Google and was so upset about the way in which they track you going from page to page. So he created this little plug-in that you just install into Safari, and basically you become kind of invisible. Or as long as you're not logged in to Google in any way, um, you become invisible. So invisible, in fact, that my ads on my site don't show up because it doesn't have anything to read from about me. Uh, uh-huh. Hmm. Which, again, that was one of those weird things that I didn't even, I didn't even realize until um, I had been searching around for stuff. It was stuff about podcasting. And all of a sudden... I would go to, you know, maybe, I'm trying to think, of, oh, I know what it was. I was I was looking at my Gmail and the ads that popped up or I went, went to some, some site that, you know, it had nothing to do with podcasting, zero, but a podcasting app or ad was laid right in front of me. Sure. Yep. That's, that's wicked smart. Yeah. I mean that that that's beyond the pale of of smart and creepy. <laughs> All rolled in, rolled into one. Yes. I like it. So so you have uh you're you're going to start using the AdSense again and uh I've begun using it again yep. and actually we talked a little before the this this show and um I've got to pull some of those back a little bit because it's getting a little noisy. On uh, on the old blackoctopus.net, so I've got I've got to clean that up and 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 make it special, and instead of making it kind of like the nasty ad site, right? Well, which which you have to do is you have to, you know, I mean it's it's the annoying way to do it, but what you know for long term success, what you really have to do is you know have interesting content that attracts people, and over time that will improve your ads. You know, that's what I'm thinking. And be just be be a, be a be a good resident of the internet. Yeah, and before you know it, you'll have uh, you know deck ad 
running on the on the page. You know. Now, wouldn't that be nice? There you go. Because that's that. Yeah, and you know, and it's funny though because you know the sites that I see the deck, like I kind of it's almost like that's kind of a mark of look. We're kind of beyond the normal type thing. Obviously, we've been we've been pegged to something special, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, the deck isn't the only way to go, but you know, I, yeah, I think it's a it's a mark of at least you know professional level. That's right. You know. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, professionals. I'm guessing that um. <laughs> Do you happen to know some? Well, I, I've heard of some. Okay. Um, but uh, iCloud Beta um, or iWork on the web w- w- opened up to everyone, and then it closed down today or yesterday. It was they. I guess it was. Uh, it got oversaturated. Wow. Huh. I did. I did not know that until you uh, you uh, pointed it out. But uh, it, yeah. The, Hmm. It was slick. I mean, I, I was really taken back by it. I mean, it was really fluid and nice to work with. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I think it's a real threat to Microsoft in the long run. It's got to be something fiercely damaging. Especially if uh, if Apple makes iWork for the Mac and iOS free, which I've sort of heard the the birdies chirping about a little bit. If that happens... And then you have it on the web, and it works, you know, so well. Boy, that's it's just a real, real compelling solution. Well, what's crazy is, you know, you can drop a DOCX or DOC right into Safari. Yep. And it does the whole little magic conversion, and then boom. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think Microsoft really missed the missed the boat once again. You know. Circling back to Balmer, I think they they really missed the boat on not uh, getting Office out for uh, for the iPad at least. Uh, you know, pretty early on, I think that would have been a, a real power play for them. Yeah, you have to wonder. Like, well, again, they thought at least at the end of the day. <clears throat> now that the ashes have kind of fallen, it seems as though they thought the surface was a, was, was a lock. Like all they had to do was come out with something. Right. And it would immediately become a competitor. Yep. Yep. And they were way wrong. Uh, It's yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they, you know, they were, they were partially right. And the only way I think they were right is, uh, my sister has a, a windows phone, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the Metro interface on it, whatever they call it now. I know it's not Metro. They got sued for but that. But that's the best name for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best name for it. But, that you know, it's actually a really pretty compelling phone. But, it, but from it, what I've but seen, it doesn't it looks really scale, cool. You know, but it doesn't scale to a a tablet or a desktop. It just, for me, it just doesn't make it. It's a really interesting phone, but but no, it can't do everything. You know, and I'm wondering if if they'd even taken it to. It's funny when you say taking it to scale, you know, because that big screen on you know when I've seen it, it's just it's kind of overwhelming. It's just like, how do I even get to stuff? If even if they had done something as simple as made 
you know, if you were used to the phone aspect of it, just make it part of like like a side dock, like and just that. So you had a, the normal, you know, conventional type desktop, but you could just have that become a you know this a big dock in a sense. <laughs> I think that probably could have worked. I, where you I could have had know. you could you could have had notifications, and basically it would have looked like your phone on the side of your screen, That's and you could have. Moved it away. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I, I just think I think it's a fundamentally flawed idea, uh, you know, which is this concept that you can make these devices that do everything. You know, it's like you put a keyboard on it and it's a real laptop. You take the keyboard off and it's a real tablet. Well, you know, maybe the technology uh, – well, technology probably will arrive there at some point, but it ain't there yet. You know, we do I not don't, – we yeah, don't have I don't the ability was, to do it yet. I don't think it was ever really built to be without the the keyboard. I mean, it just – it seems to me like that's the way it was always intended to be. Right. I mean, I, I just I, – I you know, and the thing – and that, again, the ads promoted the whole clicking thing. That was so horrible. Oh. Dancing and clicking your little, yeah, ah, man. You know, like you can do dubstep, I guess, and like make something kind of interesting. But it's just, at the end of the day, like. It was- fire, fire your advertising agency. Fire, oh. fire them. Okay, that's you all know, I had to say. Go on. Well, because, you know, it was funny because I looked at, um, I was watching Breaking Bad last night. And there were two Apple ads, <clears throat> I think, during it. And both of which were so subdued and mm-hmm. not over the top. It was just it was just kind of enjoyable to look at. And and I'm I'm not trying to be, you know, partial one or the other. It was just like, but here's two radically different ways of marketing your product. Right. Well, it's because, you know, Apple has always created products that touch people, you know, not to sound too corny about it, but, you know, people love their Apple products. They love their iPads. I mean, I look at my nieces and nephews and my sister and my mom. I mean, these people love their devices and they're very personal to them. And Microsoft has really never been able to create that kind of connection with a piece of hardware. It, it, it's not in their DNA. It, it's it's honestly, it's just not. It, right. It's not what they're about. Well, very few companies have. I mean, you know, one of the classic examples is Sony, you know, during the Walkman years. Sony, you know, a Walkman wasn't just a tape player. It was this object and Walkmans felt a certain way and they had a certain weight to them. And, you know, there was something about them that felt good, you know, yeah, same kind of I've, thing. Well, is the well, it was the first time you could take your music with you. Sure, but you could and, buy you a, could buy a Panasonic, you know, portable cassette player, you know, the the same size as a Walkman, but it felt like a piece of crap. You that's know. That's true. The, I can remember now the looking, Sony looking felt yeah. like uh, back in the day when Sony was in its heyday, yeah. you bought got yeah. that Sony Walkman and it was like, "Oh, this thing is quality." You know. It was it, yeah, it wasn't just a, like a monolith with these really harsh pushing buttons 
right? It, it, I mean, there was just something about it. Well, they, they, the old Sony took the time to, to care about the things Apple cares about, how, how it feels, how the buttons react when you push them, you know, all those details. You know? Well, you know what I've always like kind of coveted was those, the yellow ones, the ones that had, that were sealed up. I had one it of was those. Like, Loved it. Waterproof. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, had the rubber, rubbery buttons, yeah. That's awesome. right. That's right. That's right. Love they, that. There was something about that. Yeah. Now they, oh wow! Now that you say, I mean, it just like brings up a whole, like you, and it was the brightness of it, and it wasn't like you were going to get it wet, but there was something about that. You, you, when you saw somebody with that, it was just like, oof. Yeah, and I believe, I believe, if I remember correctly, it had auto reverse, which was awesome. I think it yeah, could auto reverse tapes. You know that was great. Love that. Yeah, that that was man, man. The, well, that that's what I really more than anything grew up on. Sure. Because I, which was you know you know I remember going to quote the record store with there were records, but it was when tape was really the thing, and I remember just you know going in down to Ides in Pittsburgh. And going through the tape racks. I mean, it was just, you know. I, I mean, but the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's neither here nor there. But oh yeah, I'm, oh, I'm with you. I'm, I remember the experience totally. For me, it was uh, uh, VVV Records in uh, downtown Dallas. Oh man! And oh, yeah. it, the craziest thing, my my son did a um, did an Instagram video where <clears throat> maybe I'll put the link in. Um, where you can hear me sneeze uh, pretty audibly, but he was so like now because I have some vinyl and I you know I'll go to the the local um, kind of bargain bins and find like old records and things. Sure, because I actually you know I've got that you know what's crazy is I've got a USB record player, nice. so I'll bring that stuff. And, you know, yeah, exactly. It just it just it's really interesting. He was fascinated by the by how it worked. And I said, I honestly, I don't understand the, you know, how the needle gets it all. I, I said, I don't, I don't get it. But he's like, but listen, I can turn the volume all the way down and you can hear. You can still the, hear it. Yeah. That's right. And he was like, he was so absolutely fascinated by it because he had bought the entire like Foo Fighters discography on vinyl. Wow. But, and he hadn't, he didn't have, he didn't open it because he didn't really you know it just wasn't he just thought it was cool sure and then he he cracked them all open and i was like well i mean if you're gonna crack them open you might as well play them and yeah so that then he just began uh recording them all back in and you know (laughs) there there's something about a little bit of crackling vinyl um on your on your sound and it it just it just sounds different i mean it, it just oh man it's a fact Oh, I, you know, yeah, kids today. I'm, I, you know, that's how I know I'm getting old. But yeah, I, you know, it's uh, there's nothing that sounds like vinyl. You know, you, well, it's a, it's a in, in point of fact, I recorded um, both sides of Dark Side of the Moon, but I didn't, I didn't cut it. I just recorded it straight through. Yeah. So I have like just the A side as a recording and the B side as a recording, and it's the way to it's the way to listen to it. <clears throat> Dropbox. <clears throat> Yeah, no, <clears throat> I'm with you. That can happen. I'm with you. I'm with you. Speaking of Instagram, yes. 
we, you know, they acquired Luma. Now you weren't familiar with Luma, but I had Luma for a while. Right. It's no, no longer available on the App Store, which I suppose makes sense since they got acquired. Yeah. Okay. Now this starts to bring up an, a very interesting point. Yeah. And I, we had talked about it at one point off offline, which was. I had always heard that there was kind of a special little button <laughs> at Apple that could be pushed that would actually kill pull anyone that's and, holding an eye device, right? No, I'm that's sorry. right. It would well close, <laughs> but but anybody who had a specific app, it could be pulled back, and so it could come off of your device. Sure. Now, I don't believe that's ever happened. However, because, I mean, I remember when VLC got booted from the App Store, and I was like, ooh, that stinks. And But I was like, well, wait a minute, but I have it in iTunes. I'll just drag it back over. And it worked. Worked fine because I owned it. Yep. You know, and that's, I mean, that was the way, you know, it's worked ever since as far as I know. Sure. Now, of course, now if you delete it, and then you're burned. If, if you yeah, delete if, you, it. if you delete it from your computer as well as your iOS device, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Because you wouldn't even be able to get back a purchased because right. it doesn't exist. Well, okay. I'm, I'm sure it still exists on Apple servers, but, you know, it isn't in an archive format, but it's not. Uh, they won't link you to it to download it again. No. Right. No. Mm-hmm. The One of the recent releases of Luma, if I'm not mistaken... But I'm not sure if I if I got caught in an update or not. But I think that there was probably some web service attached to them. And because every time I would try to open it up, it would just immediately crash. So that leads me to believe that there was a, a handshaking going on and it was immediately shutting down. I didn't. Uh, I didn't look at the specifics, but there, uh, the Luma website does have some sort of information about, uh, you know, download your videos before X time frame. You know. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I was a little bit. Here's how I used Luma. Uh, let me, let me be point blank about it. Yep. It had some, it had some color um, enhancements. Yeah. But what it did and did extremely well, better than. Uh, there, there are very few video apps in iOS that did it quite like they did it. They did live stabilization that was far and away ec- excellent. So, if by them taking on and, and getting into the Instagram market and Instagram taking them, it, it's going to make the Instagram videos if they take that tech. Which I'm assuming that's really what they they bought them for. Right. It's going to make a lot of those things. I mean, because you could be <laughs> really shaky, you know. Because at the end of the day, I think that's the really the big hard gap with video and the eye devices, because your hand you your heartbeat will shake your hand. So I mean, you really you you've got to have some sort of attachment. Or something, because if you just try to do it with your hands, it's just going to be shaky, no matter if you try to hold your breath or not. In right. fact, that'll make it even worse. Sure. So, 
again, but that tech that they had was was really far and away strong. Now, it only recorded, and this is probably one of the biggest clutch points, is it only recorded in 720. So if you had a 4S or a 5 um, that could shoot 1080, it was, at, it was a benefit to you because you could overscan and use scale to be one of your one of your points in 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 getting that motion blur or the motion reduction because scale is your biggest your biggest helper sure i, I in, wonder do you have any idea you know what kind of percentage of the image you're losing on each side to in order to to do that stabilization because that's that's what they're doing i would assume is cutting into the image and then you know, yeah scanning fact, around you, exactly if, if you were to look at at that image you know, really, it would be almost kind of floating with inside of a, a smaller rectangle. Right. So, I mean, you didn't see that part, but that's, you know, I, I can only assume that's really, you know, just by using Motion 5, I mean, and using some of those applications that will do um, stabilization, you know, that's one of the biggest kickers is to say, do you want to use Zoom? If you can use Zoom, if you've got good footage to start with, right. you can get away with that. Right. Now, and then, so here again, you go to Instagram, which uses was it five hundred by five hundred? They haven't upped that. I don't. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I mean, you've got. It's almost kind of ridiculous. I mean, you you could um, you you can work against that no problem. Sure. Sure. I guess that you know the problem becomes. I mean, there, there's there's obviously value to to any value, uh, video you shoot if if it has value to you in, in some way, you know, a, a moment in time or something, whatever it does, you know. But it's just the quality so low. It's just that's what I find. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna, you you're know. not going to be using it again. Instagram, if you're thinking about if you're using it for something high end something that you want to use later on, uh, well, more power to you. Right. Well, what, instead, now that I'm thinking about it, Instagram is, is like, uh, like Vine in that they both have uh, short duration, right? Like seven seconds or what have you? Vine is shorter than um, Instagram. Instagram is much longer. Now, here where Instagram made a decision was that you could edit. Ah, mm-hmm. And that takes some of the fun out of it. it well, it, and it takes a lot of the, the, you know, and the skill. I think, yeah, a lot of creative people end up creating a problem to solve. And if you tell me I only have 10 seconds or seven seconds to figure this out and you can't edit. Exactly. So you, you, you start thinking mm-hmm. way ahead of, the, and, and so if you look at some of the, the better vines, you'll notice that there's a lot of in-camera editing that just and there's a lot of trick photography stuff that they that I've seen on Vine as well. Oh yeah, I mean stuff that just boggles my mind. There's some really there's some people have gotten very creative with it. Well, that's you know that's the really cool thing about limitations, you know. Exactly, to be able to work outside the infinity cube. <laughs> yes, yes, I like it. Hmm. So that, well, that'll be interesting to see what happens with Instagram now that they've got this new tech. You know, 
unfortunately, I had to delete Loom off my phone because it was, and that was one of my staples of, you know, my video apps that was that was inside on that page. And why do oh, and you delete because it it's not working anymore? Sure, it just, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I, I I can only assume that that's what was happening. It was it was handshaking um, over to the Luma website. I didn't realize that they had become. It, it had been a while since I've used it, so I think they had become more of a a social type organization. Even though I really didn't hear of them as that, right. but. And also, if you're Instagram slash Facebook, hey, why not get rid of some of the competition and take their tech? Right. And their users, hopefully. Yeah. 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 Well, and circling back to what you said earlier, I I think it's possible that Apple has a, you know, kill button kind of thing. But I only think they would use that as a last resort in in a very drastic situation. I think that, you know, in in the case of things like Luma or, you know, uh, um, uh, Bluetooth tethering apps, you know, that slip in every once in a while disguised as radio players or whatever, you know. That's right. That kind of stuff. I, I think really Apple's play on that to just, you know, get them out of the app store and let the people that already have them have it is probably the best way to go. It's a, you know, if if you have a, if you have a doomsday weapon, it's probably best not to tell anybody that you have it and you only use it when you have to, you know? And it's weird because I swear to you that it was Steve Jobs had said it and it might've been, it might've been when the app store was like really in its infancy. Right. What what kind of security do you have if if an app runs amok on everyone's devices? Exactly, kind of and, and 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 I think that was the 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 basically saying we have the power to pull it back. Right, and and I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but you know that's that that's the nuclear option. You know, I mean, yeah, you would you would have you know you yeah you basically be telling your entire that would be a trust issue. Right, and it's like well we respect your privacy, but. We have access. Right. And, you know, in all those apps that you get to keep, even though they've been pulled from the app store, sure, you'll get to use them for, you know, X amount of time into the future. But a iOS version update is going to come out and break it, and that'll be the end, you know? Well, now, as a developer, because this is something that I don't really, I've always kind of wondered about, if you don't keep up your membership yearly, do your apps go away? Sure. Yeah. If you're, okay. If, See, if you're so not, if you're not an iOS developer, they're not uh, going to sell your apps. Right. And so if you if they basically say, uh, well, we're not going to sell your app, well, that cuts your revenue stream, which then basically it's going to die off anyway. Well, yeah, it'll just just go bye bye, you know. But yeah. as as far as the whole developer thing is concerned, you know, when uh, being a developer, you get you know. A reminder email. I don't know a month before saying, "Hey, you're coming up for renewal." You know, kind of thing. It's it doesn't just happen. You know, you got plenty of time to renew, and you know, it's all good. Well, and that was amazing to me because I had turned off auto renew on iTunes Match, and <laughs> oh. they had actually sent me three emails, and the last one was in 24 hours, <laughs> iTunes Match will turn off. Right. So I kind of I'm I'm going to get it again. Um, most likely I'm waiting. For, I'm, I'm waiting really for iOS seven because right. um, with the radio option, which 
I had heard in the new beta that they removed radio. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I do not know that. I, I, and to be honest with you, even if I, I honestly do not know that, but even if I did, I'm not sure it's actually kosher for me to comment on it. Well, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Developer NDA yeah. and all that. That's right. Right. Well, I'm not under NDA, so I can say anything I want because all I can do is speculate. Correct. So, yeah. yeah, but see, and see, I think that's another issue, like an underlying issue is that there are some developers, well, I would say more, most developers respect the NDA. I think because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a consequence. You can get your revenue stream lopped off. Yeah. You know, without really, you know, you know how that you, goes, you broke, you know, yep. Yeah, I know how it goes right. now. At the end of the day, I'm kind of wondering, there are so many, it seems to be there are so many more beta users of iOS 7, almost to the point of too many people who are not developers, but have gotten, you know, their, the developers have given out, you know, their, their, how does that work? You give out, you can have so many team members on a developer account and Honestly, I can't remember how many it is, but, you know, a team member on your developer account has access to all of the betas. Okay. And and that's not that's not beta testers of your app. Those are actual, like, development team members, you know. Gotcha. And, see, it just seems to be it's gotten kind of crazy. And, and, then like, they, and then they cry because their phone doesn't work when they loaded up iOS 7 beta 2 on it, you know. Right, right. Idiots. It just, it, I mean, like, because I can go down, well, I can think of probably four people that are close to me that have it. Right. And probably two shouldn't. Of, <laughs> and two, uh, probably. But I know two of them are rock solid and aren't going to be, you know, kind of going bonkers and showing it off. Right. But... You know, so it, like, I mean, I granted that's a big micro, you know, that's a really uh, macro, you know, f thing there, but, you know, analogy. But so if, you know, let's just say if 50% are good users or, and good, you know, they don't, they don't want to break the consequences, but then you've got those other. And so that just perpetuates the whole, you know, all you got to do is then talk about it. And if you're really not a developer and you just happen to get one, yeah, you can show all kinds of things. Right. Right. Well, I mean, but you know, if you're if you're a developer, you know, person X is, uh, you know, if if, if I if I sign up person X as a as a member of my development team, and they download the betas and start, you know, breaking the NDA, et it's going to go back to you. That could have serious consequences for for my business. So I, you know, I mean, it's people playing with fire and I'm sure that a lot of them will, you know, get away with it and will continue to get away with it. And that's fine. And it's fun to but... play with fire. <laughs> it really is. We all know it. Look, I mean, I can tell you how many times when I was a kid, I would play with matches. And then one day <laughs> I, I burned down the woods. <laughs> 
Ooh. And that's 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 another story for another time. And you were banned for the from the woods for eleven years. No, no one, no one, no one ever found out. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. See, see, it's well, nice because there was no consequence. Right. Well, to me, you know, the consequences. A, I understand why Apple does things the way they do. I, I may not agree with all their decisions, certainly, or, or or what have you, but I understand why they're running the business the way they are, and. I've gone into business with them and I want my 70%. And in order to get my 70%, I'm willing to follow certain rules. There you go. That's how I see it. You know, understand. And and the rules haven't always worked in our favor. Certainly, you know, as a company, as, as, you know, developers, but you know, what are you going to do? You know, right. I mean, you, 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 Right. You got to try and work within the system and, you know, do what you can. But, you know, Apple products are so immensely popular at this point that it is inevitable that, you know, you're going to have, like you're talking about, many, many people who have no real reason to be, uh, you know, have the betas are going to have them out of, you know, sheer curiosity or, uh, you know, they're they're in the press somehow or they have a blog and they, you know, whatever. It's 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 inevitable. And, you know... It's not as if it's bad PR. It's free PR. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, Apple used to be a lot more, uh, a, a lot more prickly about it than they really are now. You know, they really used to. You know, they used to come down on people, and they they used to get. Uh, they used to, as far as I can tell, there used to be a lot more nasty letters sent out and such than there are these days. But. That may just it be seems my like, perception. I don't know. Well, and, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, I go back to that, you know, Rock Center interview with uh, with Tim Cook, and he said, we're doubling down on on secrecy. Uh, I, but it, see, it yeah. seemed like it was exactly the opposite. Well, I think, I, yeah, I hear that, and I agree with you, but I think that what it is is that Tim wasn't very clear. I, I think that Apple has doubled down on secrecy, and we have absolutely no idea what's coming. You know, I mean, well, and, they're and, they're and, being a, a little loose on on a certain level, but there's some big things coming that we have no clue about. Right, and 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 the companies that they've acquired recently, they, I mean, they don't even have to say it unless. Well, I don't even know if they have to say it at all unless it's at a certain monetary value. But I don't even think even at that point they have to say anything. Well, Apple never says anything until it's time. Right. And that's nice. I don't want to get my Christmas present and know what it is. <laughs> well, not anymore anyway. When I was a kid, I sure well, did. Well, of course, everybody got blown away at the Mac Pro because that was a really smoking reveal. Well, and, and, you know, there's been grumbling in the developer community for several years now about you know what the hell's up with the Mac Pro? We're we're you know we're stuck in the past here. What and and Tim and yeah and Tim was good on his promise. He said we've got something for you, right? And you and in the way it sounded was, well, you know we got something in the works, but you're gonna you know he didn't, and even didn't even allude to you're gonna be happy. We have something for you. It, it's it's the Apple speak is very succinct. Well, you know, the philosophy of letting your products speak for you has served them well. 
I concur. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> so, hey, tell me about this uh, Kickstarter project that you uh, you pointed out the other day. The um, It's a, um, like a, a stand <clears throat> for the iPhone. Yeah. Um, it really was pretty cool. It's called the ATST, which, you know, if you're any kind of Star Wars aficionado, uh, obviously you know what the ATST is. <laughs> um, now, I tried to figure out in my head, like, does it really look like an ATST? But, you know, eh. I, I don't think so. But going back to stabilization of the phone for video, it's almost, it reminds me of like, a, like an L bracket um, or articulated arm, but longer than what you've seen. Like, you know, those suction cup type um, uh, arms that, you know, people have glued to their um, suction cup to their front front window. Yeah. Well, take that and make it the length of your arm. And now you've, you've got a sense of what you, what this thing does, but it, I don't believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it does not have a suction cup. I don't believe it's just, it's more of a, um, a heavier, um, base, but it's the greatest way in, in my opinion, um, without a glyph to, you know, lock and load, um, your phone to do some, a video conference or, um, some, like, even if you were just shooting a scene or shooting a time lapse, because right. that, you know, that's the coolest thing is like, I've got time lapse apps that are great, but I can't use them because I'd have to either stand up the phone in some way. Um, right. It, it, but this, this is, this actually kind of does the thing. Yeah. One of the I, examples I'm, I'm, that they had that I thought was interesting was, uh, uh, I, I agree with all your examples as well, but also uh, scanning a document on your desktop, you know, on your desk. Yep. Use it to stabilize the phone. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about that. Yeah, I like it. I think it's actually it's uh, design wise. I really like the way it looks. It sort of reminds me of uh, I have uh, uh, two monitors uh, that are on um, you know arms, articulated arms, and they and they're sort of similar to this looking to this and that's what it reminds me of I, I like it yeah and it's got a good look to it i mean it's really got a nice nice look to it, it does it does and let's see i'm heading over to the kickstarter site now it looks like um originally you could get in for about 29 bucks but that was limited edition and that's gone it looks like uh, at this point you can get in uh uh for 69 dollars which is uh Pretty nice. That's for a black one. Mm-hmm. I think the the twenty nine was obviously uh, you know a really nice deal, but at sixty nine, that's you know that's still probably not bad. You know. Well, and then here we go, <clears throat> the ATST, which is um, you know from Star Wars. It actually you know that it, that was one of the 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 pieces of the whole equation. The guy had taken his old ATST all-terrain scout transport model, put a few rubber bands on it, and that was where 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 it all came out from. Right, right. But let's see here. It's uh, currently on Kickstarter. Uh, they're looking for a uh, total uh, of thirty thousand dollars. 
They have uh, 23 days to go and uh, currently have raised uh, $4,508. So they got a ways to go, but uh, they may make it there. And uh, I suspect if they do get funded that uh, shortly thereafter they will receive a letter from uh, Mr. Lucas and his lawyers. And we will uh, very soon after that see a name change. I would think so. Yeah. But it's an interesting product. I like it. Well, now, wait a minute. Does Lucas retain the rights to that, or would that be Disney coming down the pipeline, Adam? Oh, he sold that to Disney, didn't he? Right. So I would assume that at this point that would probably be Disney, correct? My my, my bad. But, yeah, I just – I have a hard time seeing a a product actually hitting the market with with that name. Yeah, that that would be very, very, very tough. (laughs) Yes. But interesting, very very interesting. I, I appreciate you pointing that out. I like it. Yeah. Hmm. It, it, well, it kind of makes you – see, and I uh, – makes you want to just say, come on, just get them up there so they can sell these things. <laughs> yeah, there's only no, 94 backers. Yeah, not, not a lot of traction yet, but, you know, it's still got some time to go. It may gain some traction, you know. Hey, oh. we'll, we'll put the we'll we'll put put them on the um. Well, look, we just talked about them for Pete's sake. Yeah, well, it'll be in the show notes. A link link over to the That's Kickstarter. Right. You know, check it out. Yeah, give them a buck. Yeah, or or you know, sixty nine bucks if you and want. then get it. Yeah. So interesting stuff, definitely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I think we we might need to put a cork in it. You think? Because uh, my, yeah, well, my voice is starting to go, and so that's kind of like where I start to um. Put my um. I start to feel it, That's and a, I'm yeah. and I'm out of coffee. I can't get more coffee because you know my time. It's almost midnight. So if I were to get more coffee, we'd have problems. <laughs> well, I would have problems. You you mean more problems? Right. I you know, I would have what, what we call suave no sleep. So suave <laughs> sleep. Yes, I got you. I got you. Well, um, I guess the only thing I, I, you know, do you, do you want to take just a, a moment before we go and, and talk about this rune.io? You know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, my buddy Mason emailed it to me, you know, Mason from Matt.net. Gotcha. And he sent it to me via email. I was like, what is this? And this coincides Let's go ahead and, and talk about it because this coincides with, um, oh, who's our friend over there on app.net that, that posted the, the interesting post on Squarespace. Oh, uh, uh, Chris Gonzalez. That's right. Chris Gonzalez. And talking just about some of the, the limitations and w- some of the weirdness that Squarespace has. Yep. And and especially in the way of Markdown. Now, this doesn't seem. I I, tr- I experimented with using uh, a multi Markdown uh, meta meta uh, metadata at the top file, and it doesn't eliminate it. But it's about the most minimal and clean blog or blogging service I have ever seen. Huh. 
I do you see examples? My issue was I went to the website and I was trying to find a way to see some examples of <clears throat> blogs that use the uh, system. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Yeah. I had that same problem. And in fact, I had such a problem. I was like, okay, and now I've just put up two posts and I have no idea where to go. So if right. you go over to mine, you go over to Moe's.Rune, R-O-O-N.io, um, I just put up two things just to test things out. Um, but there's not a whole lot to it, and it looks good on every device, mm-hmm. whether it be screen. Now, it seems to me there's not a lot of – there's no real – customizing it at least right now i mean there's colors or anything no no and in fact that my avatar there there's no way for me to change that Hmm. okay okay but i mean basically it looks (coughs) as something that's in readability or instapaper but it's not right I guess my, you know, I, I, I don't have the answer to this. I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate, asking the question. What compels me to use this over, say, Tumblr with a super simple theme? I don't know. I mean, they have an app on the phone. And I'm assuming that it downloaded to my pad as well, which I'm going to check right now. Right. Um, you know, it's got an interesting, uh, well, actually I can tell you that it didn't go to the pad. iPhone only. Yeah. So it's, you know what it may, you know what it feels like? It feels like Squarespace's, what do they, they have like a note or some app that they have and it's basically to post to your Squarespace. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I used it once and it was like, it was almost like too minimal it, to the point that it, it, it felt a lot like um, Felix for app.net. Right. Where it was like, I don't really know how to use this. <laughs> you haven't really explained it real well. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Not, not intuitive. And and I don't know how new these guys are on the block. It, it seems really new. Right. Well, apparently it looks like it does have a commenting system built into it, according to what I'm reading here in the help slash support. So, you know, a real commenting system is something that Tumblr lacks. Yeah. And here they have, like, you know, again, very, very minimal... Um, Hmm. Um, I'm going to throw a screenshot into the, into the thing. Um, there's, there's a way to get a custom domain for 12 bucks a year. There's yep. either the serif fonts or the sans serif. Uh, now you can change the accent color. There we go. But it's, it's all hexadecimal. Right. So you put your hex number in there. So let me well, make right. something up. And um, you can even export the blog. And can you put like a header image up there or is it just, you know, text? Yes. Okay. Just and in fact, uh-huh. the way they have it laid out um, is pretty interesting. Um, 
and I will put those up so you can check them out. Um, but it's very simple, and it's almost to the point of, you know, somebody who's not used to a blogging service or a writing service, right? But you love Markdown. You know, it could fit two different styles. It could fit those that don't know much about um, blogs, or those who know a lot but only want to do want to do it their way. You know, via Markdown. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's got some. I think it's got some interesting features. Right. But so did Flux. I, I thought Flux was very very cool, and it just recently came back into existence. But it's it. Flux is kind of weird. I mean, it's it's really neat, but I, it's not for everyone. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's this is certainly something to keep an eye on, you know, and see sort of where it goes and what they're going to add and what have you. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. And in fact, I'm, yeah, if you look in our Quip, because Quip is one of those things that I, I, I've actually just started to love. Is the, and being able to share documents and images and whatnot, but I, I just threw that in the quip, and so you can see those screenshots. I mean, it's it's about as minimal as you get. Wow, that's quite a desktop you got going on there, Philip. I'm just yeah, saying. don't. I, well, I too late. I, I, I'm making I, fun of it. Here I am. All right, all right. Well, I guess I have to show the world. Doggone it! <laughs> and the yeah. thing is, I have it changing every five minutes, but I turned. Oh man, I can't I turned, do that. I, it's the wall. It's that one that Terpster gave out uh, for free. Oh, what is it? 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 Um, wallpapers light. Wallpaper wizard light. He had a, a a code that basically made it pro. So you, you know, it just pulls in all these different images from wherever you want, right? And collections, and so it changes for me every five minutes. And this is the one I was stuck on. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be at all. Now, of course, I was at work. And one of them, I swear to you, I, I wasn't pulling anything. It was called Mood, right? And I figured, okay, Mood. It's not going to be you know anything crazy. You know, you know, and they have a little risque button. You can basically say, I don't want anything obscene. Well, I walked back to my office, and I got pink and purple hearts all over my both of my screens. And I was just like, oh, boy, I'm glad no one saw this one. <laughs> it just it looked like uh, like I was some sort of he Hello Kitty fiend. You know? It, it... <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Phil, we're going to have to go on for at least a couple more minutes here, so I'm going to make a break because I got to piss. I'm sorry. But, but, you know, we haven't wrapped hey, up yet, so let me just that's do fine. that. Exactly. Yeah? Let's do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll be back. Did you uh did you fill up your milk jug? <laughs> Who am I? Roderick? Man. Does he use milk jugs? I just one of the uh, earlier early episodes of uh Roderick on the line he uh told stories about when he was younger and living in a warehouse uh space with no bathroom and he would fill up jugs and then uh heave them at the uh police station. See what I used to do like when I first got my license. Like I just, you know, obviously I'd be driving around to all different places constantly. Sure. Well, I didn't want to get out of the car. So I'd stop at the <laughs> stop and go and, and pick up a Snapple while I was, while I was, you know, cruising around. 
there were many mailboxes in the 1514-3 area code that got a great surprise of <clears throat> a um, a Snapple bottle filled with pee-pee in their mailbox every now and again. Okay. All over, you know, just randomly, but <laughs> I didn't want to get out of the car, so I... So but here I am, a 16-year-old who, you know, is just learning how to drive and driving by himself, you know, right. already already learning the skill of peeing while driving. I got so so uh, just uh, to to be clear, we're talking about uh, the Franklin Park, Pennsylvania area. It, can, it, it around in there, Squickly, <laughs> um, Moon, Moon Township, Leedsdale. Um, I want to live in Moon Township. I like the sound of that. I, the and just across the river, you got you know you got Coriopolis. I mean, you know, wow. Swickley Swickley was my main area, um, and then you know, if you go, you can take a fifty mile radius, and and that that would that would be where people might have gotten a um, a PP surprise. <laughs> the 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 nexus of mischief. Yes, uh-huh. that that's right. I got gotcha. you. So gotcha. never never thrown just just. You know, but then it became the milk jug thing in my mind because me and a buddy of mine would play this video game called Fallout. <clears throat> Basically, a a game that just you know you're you're going to end up putting about seventy hours into. Well, sure. You, if you're me, you kind of get into these games and you kind of go full steam ahead. And it's the only way to play. I don't like to be interrupted by <laughs> bodily um, needs. Uh, well, because the worst it, part it, about it is you'd stand. I'd stand up and immediately have to go. And you know, it's like I'm. In, it's not like I'm fighting anything, but I'm. I'm still exploring. It's like, oh, I got to stop. Nonsense. Right. 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 Well, I, th- there's your show title. You know. Milk jugs? <laughs> no. Now I can't even remember what you said, but you said it just like 10 seconds ago, and I was like, that's the show title. Anyway. Present, pres- presence of PP? No, no. You'll, you'll come across it. You know, hit, okay. the, hit well, this I, now I know where rewind a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I figure since we we're both feeling, feeling good about ourselves now, bodily and mentally, that we can probably uh, shove off, put the cork in, and... Uh, Come back next week with something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to record another show tomorrow, right? Yeah, one every day this week. Oh, no, that's not. That's right. No. Well, oh, that would be great, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have that much to talk about. I know. I well, look, we could probably figure that out. I'll, I'll, I'll go get we, a we bottle do, of bourbon and we'll go from there. You know? That's right. And by the end of it, you know, we'll be completely. Uh, Loose lipped. I mean, you know, it'll it'll take you know researchers to to be able to edit the whole thing, <laughs> but to come across any semblance of 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 intelligible thought, you know, we mean. But who knows? We might we we could we could stumble across something that we had no idea about. See, like right now, we're 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 completely riffing on this, and it, it, we're, we've gone another what five minutes. You know, that's how it goes. You know? Yeah. Oh, well. What are we going to do? That's yeah. what we do. 
it's molten now. <laughs> nice and molten. Nice and molten. Yeah. Hey, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to say one last thing, and then we'll we'll wrap it up and say goodbye. I just want to say one last thing that uh, there was an incident this last week where uh, a, a uh, unscrupulous person stole someone else's uh, uh, mobile photo, uh, edited it slightly, and uh, submitted it to a uh, Samsung uh, photo contest, the, the Samsung Live in the Moment photo contest, and actually won. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, you know, somebody uh found the uh the fact that it was stolen. I'm not I'm not entirely sure if it was the guy who originally took the photo, but somebody, you know, did a, a tin eye search or, or some such and uh and and found uh that it was actually a stolen photo, so the uh the, the supposed winner has been disqualified. But I just thought that was uh, you know, interesting in our in our day and age, you know? Man, talk, and we'll put this. We'll put the link in there. Uh, that was on. That was on F Stoppers. Yep, yep, yeah. So you know, <sighs> it's uh, you know, you got all your photos, and you you share them with everybody up on Flickr and Instagram and what have you. And uh, you know, just remember that uh, there are people that uh, are not nice out there. You know, and everything you do can be copied in some way. Yep, yep. I can I can always grab a screenshot. That's true, you know. But please don't watermark your images. It just makes them look horrible. That's right. <clears throat> and just for your listeners out there, if you're looking, you know, to see, you know, where a certain image of yours may be showing up on the uh, across the interwebs, go to tineye.com. T i n e y e dot com. And there you can get a plug-in for your browser or you can just paste in a URL or what have you to an image of yours. And it will actually tell you where that image shows up on the Internet. You're kidding me. Yeah. It's very cool. It's called um, the uh, Tin Eye Reverse Image Search. It's very cool. That is sick. All right. Well, that's getting bookmarked. Yeah. Actually, you know... It, it, Grab the uh, grab the uh, Safari plugin, load it up, and then you can just uh, right click on any image and do an instant little search. That is dope. Yep. So the tools are there. You know, protect yourself, and uh, you know, first and foremost, don't be a jackass and steal people's uh, images. It's not very nice. It's uh, it's a really lame thing to do. And there are consequences to it. One hopes. You know, there if if you don't tell them their consequences, <laughs> well, you got to give them the consequences. Well, the, the consequence, the the main consequence that I can see for this guy, um, and I don't know his name or anything, but the guy who cheated on this uh, Samsung contest, the main consequence seems to be that he has been shunned off of Instagram, basically. Nice. Yeah the the uh, the negative comments uh, flowing into his account were numerous and venomous. So Time to change your username. You know, don't mess with the internet because if people find out what you're doing and you're doing things that are sleazy and lame, they will jump on you. And no one will have pity for you. You thought it was bad in high school. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out real quick. I think we're probably uh we're probably good to go. Uh Yeah, and if they need to get get with us, 
Preservationstate.com. That's the place to go. Preservationstate.com. Yeah, and if they if they want to say something uh, insightful or um, ludicrous to you, how might they do that? I think the best way would be the best the way that I would love it is if they went to app.net right on and did Moz M O Z E. They can go to Twitter, but a timelier, almost immediate response would come from app.net. 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 And for you, Christopher, how, how could they find you? Well, you know, it, it sort of depends. If they have something really nasty to say, then I would say app.net at Moe's. Um, That's ha- right. If they have complimentary things to say and uh, would like to buy me a steak dinner, uh, then Ooh. that would be uh, at CRSTFR on app.net. Uh, similar to my friend Philip, you could uh, also find me over on Twitter if you felt the need um, at the same address. But uh, app.net's the way to be. I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's it's the better better of all conversations. Right, right. And uh, I just wanted to say, you know, if there is anybody out there listening, uh, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Yeah, they, can do that. They, can do, they can do that at feedback at preservationstate.com. They sure can. Shoot us an email. You know, we'll, uh, we'll respond. I think we will. You know, most likely. Yeah. All right. Well, most likely. <laughs> Thanks, Philip. Well, thank you. Of course, at this point, I've edited down the